Hey, Ella. Hi. Are you ready to be on a podcast? Uh, yeah. Should I get Elizabeth? If she would like to, then yes. Are you in the garage or something? I'm in the backyard in the tent. Okay. See you in a second. Bye. Greetings, everybody. It's microphone day here on the Picky Fingers Banjo Podcast. Always one of my favorite times of the year. What, you didn't know about microphone day? Oh, it's a it's a big time holiday where I'm from. So I'm really excited to share some of this information with you, everything you wanted to know about microphones. Well, maybe not everything, but a lot of useful stuff, I think. I'll be going through some basics of live microphones, and then we'll make it to the shootout where you'll actually get to hear a lot of the popular live microphone models. Before I do that, though, I really need to take a moment to thank the people who make this episode possible, and I'm talking about the Patreon sponsors of today's episode. Today, there are two listeners in particular that I need to thank for their support. The first is James Armington. He's in a band that just won the 2019 Telluride Band Contest, so congratulations to James. The band is called Beauregard, and that's spelled B-O-W, like a violin bow. Uh, and then regard all as one word. So they apparently have a bright future ahead of them. So that's really cool that he's listening to the podcast and he seems like he's really into the, the straight ahead driving bluegrass banjo. So if you're into that stuff, check out James and his band Beauregard. And once again, congratulations and thank you, James, for listening and supporting the podcast on Patreon. The next supporter is a gentleman named John Roberts. And I know what you're all thinking is the same thing that I was thinking when I first saw that John Roberts supported my podcast, is that, holy cow, it's the Chief Justice of the United States contributing on Patreon. And that's a little Supreme Court humor for you. No? Okay. Sorry about that. But anyway, I figured out it was not that John Roberts, because this one is actually from Bristol, UK, which is really cool. We just had another supporter a few episodes ago named Michael G, who's also from Bristol. So apparently the podcast is a huge thing out in Bristol, UK. Maybe I should uh, move there and become a local celebrity or something like that. But anyway, John says that he really enjoys how the enthusiasm of all of the interviewees really gets him in the mood to practice. And I, I actually hear that from a lot of you, that hearing all these professionals talk about what inspires them also inspires you and makes you want to improve. And I, I actually feel the same way when I'm listening back to the episodes. So, John, you're not alone with that. And I'm really happy to hear that the podcast is inspiring you. And I hope you're able to turn that into some good productive playing. So thanks again for your support as well. To everyone else out there, if you find the podcast useful or if you have been inspired to practice more by it and you find it valuable in some way, please consider contributing on Patreon. And that page is patreon.com slash banjo podcast. And that will tell you how you can become a supporter of the show. Every little bit, bit really helps. And I thank you all for those of you who have done that. If you'd like to contact me because you have any sort of questions, comments, suggestions, or if you want to let me know that you're one of the associate justices of the Supreme Court and just chat about that kind of stuff, you can contact me at Picky Fingers Banjo Podcast 
at gmail.com. Find me on social media as well. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter so far. Hopefully that's it. I can't even keep up with, with what I'm trying to do there, but you can find me there. It's either under Picky Fingers or Banjo Podcast, or if you, if you do enough searching, you'll find it. That's where I post a lot of announcements about episodes, other banjo-related stuff every once in a while, some personal things about gigs or whatever. Yeah, find me on there. Okay, on to today's episode. This episode is all about live microphones, and what I mean by live microphones is microphones that you would use for a live performance setting as opposed to studio recording or, or any other purposes for which you might use a microphone. This is actually probably one of the first ideas that I had in terms of a podcast topic that I would want to make originally when I came up with the idea to start a podcast at all. This was something that I knew I wanted to do. So it's been a while coming and, and I've made a few social media posts about what microphones people would want to have included in such a shootout. And I got a lot of responses and I thank any of you who contributed to any of that. I tried to include as many as I could. I was not able to include them all, but I, I did my best and I was able to include most of them. So real quick before we get into it, some basic notes. First of all, if you notice any strange or unusual background noises, it's because the the day that I am, am recording this, what you're hearing right now, was just a remarkably beautiful summer day up here in Michigan. And anybody who has lived in the Midwest or Michigan specifically knows that when those days come about, you really need to take advantage because it won't be long before we have our eight months of winter. So I also wanted to get a bunch of this podcasting done, which usually means I have to go down in my basement. So I was I was torn between, do I work on my podcast or do I go out and enjoy the day? And I decided to, I, I, I am fortunate enough to have a decently big backyard and we have like a tent set up. So I dragged all my podcasting gear out here and ran an extension cord. And so I have at the moment a backyard podcasting studio, which is totally awesome. So it's, it's a little ironic that on the day that I'm trying to stress how important microphone quality is, that I am compromising the sound quality of my podcast for the sake of a little bit of outdoors and comfort for myself. But I hope what I lose in some, some background noise, maybe I'll make up for in mental health and all those kind of things. But yeah, I'm really happy to be outside, but you'll have to forgive me and Mother Nature if you hear any random, I don't know, crickets or wind or neighbors or lawn mowing or anything like that. So next, I just wanted to explain how this podcast is set up. Of course, the main feature of this podcast is the microphone samples and you're going to hear samples of 15 different live microphones which are the best ones that i could find that represent most of the popular choices for today's players and we'll get to those samples later and please look at the show notes and you will get detailed time logs regarding when each of those samples numbered 1 through 15 start and they're going to be in a random order but the the microphones that i chose to review on this or I didn't so much review them but the samples that you'll hear I'm going to list them right now in alphabetical order which is not the order in which they appear on the show 
so the microphones are Audio-Technica Pro 35, which is a small clip-on condenser microphone. Uh, the Audio-Technica Pro 37, again, a small condenser mic. It, it doesn't itself clip-on, but it's small enough that if you have a clip-on gooseneck, you could use that for that purpose. Uh, the DPA 4099, another clip-on condenser. The EV, or Electro Voice, 635A. This one is unique because it's the only omnidirectional microphone of the group, and I'll, I'll explain a little bit more about that a little later in the show. Uh, the Gold Tone ABS-C, which is their condenser version. It's a clip-on condenser. Uh, the Gold Tone ABS-D, which is the exact same thing, although it's a dynamic mic as opposed to a condenser mic. The Heil PR30, the Line Audio CM3, which is pretty similar to the Audio-Technica Pro 37 in the uh, like the size and weight, the form factor of it. So it's, it's very small and lightweight, and you can clamp that on pretty easily. The Sennheiser MD441, the Sennheiser E904, uh, the Shure SM7, the Shure SM81, the Shure Beta 57, the Shure SM57, and the Shure KSM32, which is a large diaphragm condenser mic. So those are the microphones you will be hearing. And like I said, the, the sound samples themselves if you look in the show notes, it will tell you where to find each sample, numbered 1 through 15. They will be in random order, and that is so that it, if any of you want to do some blind taste testing to see which ones you like the best without being influenced by the, the brand name or, or whatever, you're able to do that that way by keeping track of, for example, mic number 1 or 2 or 3. Uh, at the end of the episode... I will reveal which microphone was number one uh, on through 15. I will also publish a sheet which can be downloaded from the banjopodcast.libsyn.com. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. Uh, right next to the episode, you'll see an option to download the mic sheet. And uh, that'll tell you, again, the, the order of the microphones and perhaps a little bit of information about each one if there's any sort of extra notes that I have uh, for extra things that I want to tell you about them. But uh, before that, I'm just going to talk a bit about the importance of microphones and get us going that way. So first of all, what's the big deal about microphones? Why am I doing this episode? Why do I always ask the guests what type of microphones I use? What's the big deal? Well, microphones are near and dear to my heart. And it really started when I did an internship in college at a, a really great recording studio, um, which is owned and operated by a man named Glenn Brown, who anyone who's into music, definitely in Michigan and a lot of people nationally, will know the name Glenn Brown. He, he's kind of one of the big shots around here. And he just has an awe-inspiring microphone collection for one thing, but also an ear for how to use the microphones. And he really gave me an appreciation as I saw him go through the selection process of which microphone would be the correct one or the, the most fitting for the vibe that he wanted to get out of any particular recording. And 
I'm not pretending like I have a fraction of his knowledge and definitely not a fraction of his microphone collection, but he gave me that appreciation. And ever since then, I've been a big proponent of extolling the virtues of proper microphone selection and and just trying to make your sound as good as possible through microphone selection. The way I think about it is that microphones are the ears of the sound system. What I mean by that is when your banjo, when you play your banjo, before it gets to the listener, the first thing that it goes through is a microphone. And everything that the listener ends up hearing through a speaker went through that microphone. So the microphone is quite literally listening to what you're playing into it. And only after that can it then transmit the sound into the mixer or whatever effects you're using or or anything like that. But it all starts with that microphone. And if the microphone doesn't hear it, neither will your audience. So it's, it's a very important fundamental component. I view it almost like cheating. This is the way I've explained it to other bands that I've been in. If you have a band and everyone concentrates on getting the best microphone for their vocals or for their instruments, that's a huge advantage over other bands, especially when you go into places where maybe the club or or whatever the music venue is has regular customers and all of a sudden they have a band that has better microphones that are better suited to their voices and to their instruments, that gives you an advantage. One of my pet peeves at this point is when people say, oh, the the average bar customer, they're not going to know the difference between a $50 microphone and that $300 microphone. Well, they might not know the difference in microphones, but what they will know is that when they left that night, they thought your band sounded better than most other bands that they've seen at that venue. And it'll be perhaps even more just a subconscious thing like that, where it just gives you, it just gives you that edge. And when you've each chosen your own microphone to use, that creates a consistency that you can get used to. So where you're not constantly adjusting to whatever microphone is being provided for you. Um, it also lets you customize your sound in that way. It's, it's a lot the same as, say, selecting tone woods. People make a big deal about, is your banjo maple? Is it mahogany? Is it walnut? What kind of bridge do you have? What kind of strings do you have? And that's all legit because that stuff makes a difference in your tone. But so does a microphone. So I view it as just another element of that whole formula of, of what makes that end sound that your audience gets to hear. So in that way, there are a few different parts that the, the microphone can play. You can use it to reinforce a sound that you're happy with. Let's say you have a prized pre-war Gibson banjo that you just love the tone and you wish that everybody could hear it just as if they were sitting right in front of you in the living room. In that case, you are looking for a microphone that is flat and transparent and will deliver to the audience the truest possible picture of what is in front of it. And that could be one microphone that you select. However, if you maybe have 
a banjo that you're less happy with and you think it sounds muddy. And man, you sure wish you could get just a little more definition out of it, or maybe it has just a few weak spots in the tone. That's another option that you can do. You can use a microphone. You can choose one that's maybe a little brighter if, you're, if your banjo sounds muddy. Add a little bit of definition that way. Or you can use a microphone that has a very good bass response if your banjo tends to sound thin and wimpy. So, so a lot of different factors here. And you can, so you can use it to either reinforce what is already there with your banjo or bring out other aspects that your banjo maybe doesn't provide as strongly as you would want. I look at it, a really good analogy is windows. And how I view this is a listener is at one end of the room and your banjo, you playing your banjo is at the other. And every single piece of equipment that's in between your banjo and the listener's ears, I'm talking about a microphone, a cable, a DI box, a mixer, the speakers, anything that is in between it is putting a window in between your banjo and the listener. And if you want that transparent sound, hopefully you chose a microphone that represents a crystal clean window where the listener can see right through it. If you have a really crappy microphone, like maybe you got one from a thrift store and it barely works, that might be a really dirty window. And that listener is going to have a hard time receiving the, the tone of your banjo like that. Other windows might be more like a lens. Maybe it will focus on a part of your banjo. Like I said, maybe it will emphasize treble or the bass response like that. So every piece of equipment is one of those windows that does something to the sound of the instrument, whether it's distort it a little bit, focus it a little bit. I think, I think you can get the gist of the analogy that I'm trying to go with here. What you're trying to do is select the proper window, whether you want the perfectly clear window or more of a focused window, something like that. That's your goal. As with almost any product out there, there are other considerations other than just the sound of the microphone that you're choosing. There's other considerations such as stand mount or clip-on, and that means is your microphone going to be on a stand where you are responsible for walking up to it with your banjo and playing into it versus something that can clip on or clamp onto your banjo in some way in which case it will always be in a fixed position hearing your banjo and you will be a little more freer to walk around the stage if that's if that's your kind of thing. So it's worth it to think about those kind of things and that might actually narrow down your list right away. Maybe you'll only want to be comparing four of these microphones in the shootout if you know that you want a clip-on, for example. And there's I think there's more than four that clip-on, but... I'm just throwing that number out there. You can refine your search in that way. Uh, there are different pickup patterns, and that means that the microphones, as the ears of the sound system, are hearing in a different pattern. There's something called a standard cardioid pattern, which means the microphone hears right in front of it, but not behind it. There are hyper or super cardioid microphones, in which case it is hearing even more directly right in front of it, but also a tiny bit behind it 
and less so on the sides as compared to a standard cardioid. There's even one omnidirectional microphone in the shootout. That's the EV635A. And omnidirectional, as its name suggests, means that the microphone is hearing in a basically a spherical 360 degree pattern all around it. It doesn't matter if you're behind the microphone at any angle. And, and those kinds of considerations are important depending on your playing situation, what places you tend to perform in. One choice might be the, the better choice versus the others. And it's a bit beyond the scope of what I want to cover in this podcast, but those are actually important things to know about the microphone that you choose. For example, when you're setting up monitors, let's say, and you have a cardioid microphone, the fact that it rejects sound directly behind it means the best place for your monitor to be placed is directly behind it because it will reject that sound and therefore be less feedback prone because of that. Whereas if you have a hypercardioid microphone, that the, the best rejection zone for that type of microphone is actually about... I think it's uh, 30 degrees off axis toward the back. And so that affects where you place your monitors just based on what type of microphone you're using. So that was my very long-winded way of making the point that more goes into selecting a microphone than simply the sound of it. But I'll leave it to you to, to research some of these models after you've heard them Hopefully you can narrow down to the to the types of microphone that you like and maybe find one that you think sounds really good. Next, what can you expect to get out of a shootout on a podcast like this? First of all, you, you probably won't get much out of it if you are listening to it on either through your phone's speaker or on some crappy earbuds that don't really reproduce sound very well. It's pretty important that if if you are actually using these sound samples to make real decisions about maybe a purchase you want to make or or just judging these microphones, you're going to want to use either good quality headphones, good quality speakers, something like that that really that really lets you hear all the differences um, in the microphones themselves. So first of all, there's that. Next, it's really important that you view this shootout as being one that illustrates relative comparisons among the microphones rather than an absolute sound that you would get if you were to buy that same microphone. And what I mean by that is we all know that I'm going to play differently than you. My banjo sounds different than your banjo sounds. So any given microphone, of course it's not going to sound like the exact sound sound sample that you're about to hear when you use it. But the the best way to to get something out of this shootout is that let's say you know what an SM57 microphone sounds like and that's one of the microphones in the shootout. When you hear me play it on these sound samples, you can compare everything else to that in terms of this one has more treble this one gets a little too much pick noise this one has a really cool mid-range response to it 
in relation to that SM57. So even though your result won't be the exact same as mine, you'll be able to compare the differences between these microphones in a, in a relatively objective type of way. Another thing you might get out of it is I encourage you to challenge your preconceived notions. So if you tend to be one of these people that say, you know, there's, there's no better microphone than a, the good old classic Shure SM57 for a banjo. I'm not disparaging the SM57. That's a perfectly fine banjo microphone. But if that's what you think, then maybe you owe it to yourself to do a bit of a blind taste test and see if that's really what you think on this shootout. Maybe make a list of your favorites and see how far close to the top that SM57 rates for you, given these sound samples. Maybe you'll be surprised or maybe you'll be re-encouraged that you were right the whole time because that still sounds the best out of all these microphones. And then the last thing that I want to explain before we get to the microphone samples themselves is just explaining my methodology about how I even set this up. So the goal in any kind of shootout like this is to make it so any of the differences that you hear is the microphone. So you want everything else to be as consistent as possible. So that was, that was my goal. And so I set it up with, I guess for one thing, I was tuning the banjo in between every take just to make sure there was no variation in tuning. Uh, I had changed the strings the previous day so that it wouldn't be that they would be new sounding strings but not too new uh, i warmed up a bit before the recording using of course the left hand and right hand boot camp what i didn't want there was for my early on takes whatever microphones i chose to to do first i'd maybe be a little rustier in my playing and i didn't want to improve as i recorded because of course you as the listener could perceive me playing better as wow, that sounded better. It must be a better sounding microphone. I didn't want that. I wanted to be fair to all the microphones. So I, I tried to make my playing consistent too. Uh, I chose a, a spot for all the microphones to be and placed all of the microphones in the same spot relative to the banjo. The spot I chose is one that has worked for me quite a bit in the past. And it's about... If, you, if you're looking at a banjo player on stage and, and the neck is parallel to the floor, it's around the seven o'clock area if the banjo head is, a, is the clock, and then about halfway in from that point to the bridge. So yeah, just kind of right in that lower quadrant there. And all the mics were approximately two inches from the head. I tried really hard to, to get the same distance because all of this placement and distance, it really does make a difference. And that's another whole aspect of choosing a microphone is choosing where to put the microphone on the banjo for the best sound. And that's beyond the scope, but just suffice to say, I was recording from the same spot on all these samples to try to get as consistent sound as possible. Uh, next, before I actually recorded each sample, I used a pink noise generator on my phone to calibrate the gain settings so as one microphone wouldn't be perceived as a bit louder than the next one because, again, that could give it an unfair advantage if it sounds more powerful, for example. So I wanted them to start from, from the same spot. 
another thing I did was I played pretty much all the same pieces. Uh, the ones that I chose was, I, you'll hear on every single sample, I start with like a kickoff and then an up the neck melody to Molly and Tenbrooks. And then I play a really quick line from Brown County Breakdown. This is all without a capo, by the way. So Molly and Tenbrooks is out of G. And then I chose Brown County Breakdown because that's out of D. It's usually an E, but without a capo, it's D. Uh, just to give a different tonality. And I did those both to a click track so that, again, what I didn't want was for me to play uh, in one sample a bit faster and, and you would perceive that as being more energetic and somehow better sounding and that would be unfair to the microphones if I was playing it speedier on one and, and not so on the other. So those are all at exactly the same speed. Uh, from there I go to a softer backup pattern and try to use a, a good portion of the neck to, to just test out all the range of the microphones. And then for all the microphones, I also did some, just some random noodling. And that does change between the microphones, but just, just tried to play around a little bit more in case that reveals anything else about the sound. The only other thing I should note about the recording process is that all of these samples were recorded without any type of EQ, compression, effects, anything like that. So you're hearing them essentially as raw sound files as they were recorded. Of course, you can EQ the microphone to, to your advantage, but I just wanted you to hear as much of an unadulterated version of what they sound like to begin with. So if you really want to take full advantage of this shootout, what I would do is either listen to all the samples and make notes about which ones were your favorite by microphone numbers, or refer to the list uh, that you can download, choose the several that you want to compare, and then use the time code to, to quickly go to the spot in this episode where those samples occur. And as a reminder, I will be revealing what number each microphone is at the end of this episode. So if you're not in a position to download that sheet, you can just skip to the end and I'll, I'll tell you which microphone corresponds to which number there. And the last thing I need to cover before we get to the shootout is to do an, another thanks. I already thanked our Patreon sponsors, but there were other specific people who provided microphones for this shootout that I did not own but really wanted to be able to compare. Uh, one such person is a very good friend of mine and one of the best musicians I know. His name is Jason Denny, and he's a superstar in the Michigan music scene. He's one of the best mandolin and guitar pickers that you'll see. And uh, yeah, definitely anyone around Michigan who's, who's familiar with this kind of music knows Jason and is a fan of his. Uh, Jason let me borrow his Pro 35 Audio-Technica mic as well as the DPA. So Jason, thank you so much for doing that. Very generous of you, kind sir. Anyone who wants to check out Jason and his amazing music, go to jasondenny.com. That's Jason, D-E-N-N-I-E.com, and you can find out what he's up to, and I definitely encourage you to do that. Uh, the other is Gold Tone Instruments. Gold Tone is, you, you know them for making banjos, but they also make a couple different microphones. Uh, they have two different clamp-on microphones that they were very kind and, and sent out some 
demos for me to use for this shootout, uh, both the ABS-C, the condenser, as well as the ABS-D dynamic version, they had right out to me and, and were kind enough to provide that. So Gold Tone, hats off to you. I really appreciate you making that possible. You can find Gold Tone and their products at goldtonemusicgroup.com. The Picky Fingers Banjo Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, Deering Banjos. Since 1975, Deering has firmly established themselves as the banjo specialists, creating some of the best five-string banjos available today. Artists who use Deering Banjos include five-string legends such as Jens Kruger, Allison Brown, Ryan Cavanaugh, Terry Baucom, Eddie Agcock, Rhiannon Giddens, Mark Johnson, Tony Trishka, and many others. After being in business for over 40 years, Deering has always focused on two things, the quality of their product and their renowned customer service. Whether you have been playing all your life or just starting out on banjo, Deering offers a huge array of options at every price point, as well as truly personal customer service. Even if you don't play a Deering banjo currently, their website is still stacked with great useful information on banjo maintenance, playing tips, events, news, and more. So check out their site at DeeringBanjos.com or give them a call on their toll-free number at 800-845-7791 to discover the perfect Deering banjo for you. And of course, tell them that the Picky Fingers Banjo Podcast sent you. So now it's time for the actual microphone shootout. It's about time. All I'll say about this is that I, I feel like I could say so much more about all these microphones and, and microphone strategies and how to use all these things. And there's just not enough time. And I, I really just want to get you to, to listen to these things and see what you think. But uh, I, I'm going to hold off on offering any personal opinions. Although I will say I have decided to change the microphone that I use for for live performance as a result of this shootout. So if you have any questions about any of these, feel free to contact me. If you have questions about microphones in general, get a hold of me, uh, whatever. Like I said, I could go on about this stuff for days, but we just really need to get to listen to these things. So at any rate, here you go. Microphones one through 15. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you find it useful. And stay tuned at the end of the podcast where I will tell you which mic was which. Microphone number one.
Microphone number Microphone number three. <laughs> 
a microphone and number four. Microphone number five.
microphone number six. Microphone number seven.
Put a bum, bum, bum. Microphone number eight. Put a bum, bum, bum. Microphone number eight.
Microphone number 10.
Microphone number 12, ugh. Thank you. 
Microphone number 14. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
So there you have it. We've reached the end of the great Picky Fingers microphone shootout of 2019. I want to know, were there any ones that you feel stood out to you as being particularly good sounding or bad sounding? Let me know your thoughts. You can contact me at pickyfingersbanjopodcast at gmail.com and let me know your opinions. Once again, I feel like I was barely able to even scratch the surface of the the wealth of information that's available on these microphones. So by all means, also reach out at that email address if you have any other questions about this stuff. And uh, before I reveal which microphone was which, just uh, wanted to thank again the Patreon supporters of today's episode. That was James Armington and John Roberts. Thank you guys so much for your support. Any of the rest of you, please visit patreon.com slash banjo podcast and consider becoming a sponsor of the show. Uh, Also, once again, thank you to Gold Tone Instruments and my good buddy Jason Denny. They loaned me uh, several of the microphones that you just heard for for use in the shootout, and that was was very useful indeed because those were some of the most popular requests that I got for microphones that you wanted to hear. And okay, folks, here's the spoiler alert. Brace yourselves. Cue the drum roll. I'm opening the envelope now. Here's the the list of which microphone was which. Microphone number one was the Shure SM81. Microphone number two was the Sennheiser MD441. Microphone number three, the Gold Tone ABS-C condenser clip-on. Number four was the Shure Beta 57. Number five was the Shure KSM32. Microphone number six was the DPA 4099. Mic number seven, the Line Audio CM3. Number eight was the Shure SM57. Number nine was the EV635A. Number 10, the Gold Tone ABSD Dynamic Clip On Mic. Number 11, the Heil PR30. Mic number 12 was the Shure SM7. Number 13, the Audio-Technica Pro 35. Number 14 was the Sennheiser E904. And microphone number 15, the Audio-Technica Pro 37. And just one more reminder that if you refer to the show notes, you'll actually get the, the time code for each of those sound samples. So if you want to refer back to specific microphones, that'll let you skip ahead or back to any of the specific ones that you want to find And once again, even though I just said which mics were which, I am publishing a a cheat sheet. If you go to banjopodcast.libsyn.com, there will be a download icon next to this episode where you can download the list. And if there are any extra notes about each of the microphones, I will include that there for your reference. So that does it for me. Thanks everyone again for listening. And if you've made it this far, in the episode, then you are a true microphone junkie just like me. So welcome to the club. But that's going to do it for me. Hopefully the weather holds out enough so that for the next episode, maybe I can still be joined by the friendly neighborhood crickets and uh, partying neighbors. Sounds like everyone's having fun. So yeah, until then, take care and I'll see you next time.
I'm just a poor boy, nobody loves me. He's just a poor boy from a poor family. Spare him his life from his monstrosity. Easy come, easy go. Will you let me go? Bismillah, no, we will let Bismillah, we will let you go. Let him go. No, 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 no. Mamma mia, mamma mia, let me go. Yes, a put aside for me. For me. For me. For me. There's a spider on the other side.